you're going to have to learn about any tool that helps you achieve your job. The side effect of that is you're going to be keeping abreast with the best tool for your job at that particular point in time. That's my submission. When selecting or picking a tool, understanding how extensible or how flexible that tool is as regards to your use case and um, asking yourself what community is available around that, that, that particular tool because um, it's not just that your t- the tool solves your problem does not just mean you should just jump on it if it's uh, so you don't get stuck in a technology where there is no support around it uh, and what licensing exists for that too because definitely you're going to be working with projects and if it's uh, is the open source is the uh, do you have to pay licensing fee okay does this license if you work for this particular project for this project I think these are also good considerations to have in mind when um, picking or selecting it too. Yes, they are. Absolutely. A lot of the considerations too come from experience. Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to us from. This is the Creatives Chronicles, the podcast for designers and developers. Here on this show, we share experiences, uh, learnings, and feelings. We keep it real. We explore topics and conversations to help you become a well-rounded professional. Welcome to episode 97. My name is Brighton Maker and as always I'm joined by the boss himself, the man, the meat and the legend. Good morning, boss. Hello, listeners. Good day, Brights. Welcome. It's very nice. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we started doing some work around Katana. Hopefully we we'll get, uh, some research around Katana and hopefully we we'll get results and, uh, improve on what we have. Today's conversation is going to be focused on how to become technology tool agnostic. And for our purposes today, uh, becoming technology agnostic is uh, to be unbiased towards um, the use of different technology or tools to solve different problems. It's no news that um, there are no one-size-fits-all tool when it comes to technology. There is no silver bullet. There is no one solution that would uh, be the end-all, be-all. And as professionals, it's, um, we have a responsibility to provide the best technical value to customers, clients, employers, and stakeholders. And um, it can be challenging most of the times because sometimes we are we have this bias towards certain tools. And um, it's important to keep an open mind. There's this quote by Avin Toffler. He said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. Okay, uh, boss, for you, what does it mean to be um, technology tool agnostic? I think it's not to be too engrossed with your tools. To the as you, if if you have an uh, unhealthy obsession with your tools, then you focus on the tools instead of the job or the activities the tools can help you accomplish. So just like a carpenter, focusing more on his hammers than on the furniture he's supposed to be making with those hammers. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, for me, it's to be open-minded. Um, 
understanding that there is no um, tool that is like the um, ultimate. Like there would always be opportunity. There, there would always be tools that are better suited for some kinds of problems. So it's for me, it's keeping an open mind to whatever tool that would be right for that particular project. And um, becoming um, technology agnostic is not a walk in the park either. Like it does require concerted effort. It requires effort to make the transition. It requires you um, adapting a view that um, seeks to put familiarity aside and seek out options. Right? And um, what are some considerations um, for developers before deciding on what tools to settle on for projects? What should be some considerations we should have in mind? Yeah, first, you don't start from the tools, you start from the fundamentals. What do you want to accomplish? What are the fundamental knowledge you need to know? So, for example, using the analogy of a polygenator, your focus should not be on how to use a hammer or which hammer to use. The first thing should be how do I drive this nail or this rivet into this wood? How do I cut wood? How do I do that? What's as a what are the best ways to cut different types of wood? That will lead you into investigating the different soils we use for that. What's, what's, how do I drive this, drive these two pieces of wood together? In some cases, you may have to use hammer and nail. In some other cases, you may have to use these rivets that furniture makers use. In other cases, you may have to use glue and not even a hammer and nail. So first, what do I want to do? That will lead you to explore the range of available approaches. And when you know the range of available approaches, then you can now look at what tool enables me achieve either of these approaches I choose. So the tools are only important to the extent that they help you achieve your aim. So that's how you become tool agnostic, or that's how you think in the tool agnostic way. And don't get unnecessarily obsessed with a particular tool. Yeah. And yeah. I love having having favorite tools or having a predisposition to certain tools does not necessarily mean you're not agnostic or that you're obsessed with it. It's normal to have favorite. It's, it's normal to be to be more comfortable with some tools than others. But there's a difference between being more comfortable and being predisposed to using a certain tool and being obsessed with that tool. Yeah, yeah. For example, okay. in, in of the in developers, you know. Many people got into learn JavaScript after learning jQuery. So why many people could use jQuery to do some things? They were not JavaScript developers, they didn't understand JavaScript. So you can look at it as two obsession B is being so focused exclusively on jQuery without knowing the fundamentals or knowing much about JavaScript. That's two obsession. But somebody who knows JavaScript and decides to use jQuery to achieve some ends, it's not necessarily being, it doesn't necessarily suffer from tool obsession. It's kind of, you can't say the person is no longer tool agnostic. He knows JavaScript, but from his knowledge, this is what he has decided, what he has decided to, to use to achieve his ends. And so sometimes it's a fine line between being predisposed to using something or between liking to use something more often and being obsessed with it. The analogy I gave, starting with the right focus, it reduces the possibility of you falling into obsession or you escaping being too agnostic. 
So if you start with the end in mind, what you want to do, then the tools take a back place. They are secondary to your aims or goals. Very true, very true. There, there was a time for designers when Photoshop was like the de facto to like the default tool for creating user interface or building doing website design. Like there was a time when it was just Photoshop if you want to do UI, it's Photoshop you do your UI design. But today we see that there are a number of amazing collaborative design software that you could use to achieve the same thing you were doing with Photoshop and even more better because there's now more, um, there's interoperability between, there's more communication and more collaboration uh, because technology changes and advances. And in the world we live in, where technology changes uh, almost every uh, quarter, it tells on us that, okay, we have to be open-minded, we have to understand that um, there will always be a tool that will come out that would be more effective for our purposes. So uh, I like how you said we should understand the um, goal for that, why you want to start or why you want to do that, um, or what you want to achieve with that project. Uh, that would help uh, not being stuck with any particular tool. That would now make you question yourself, what would help me achieve uh, this same good and will be more effective. So it's a good thing to have that in mind. And both with technology changing every single time, how do you um, recommend um, we handle uh, the changing technology trends with regards to tools? Yeah, basically, it's all the same thing. When, you, when you're focused on what the tools can do for you rather than on the tools themselves, then you're in a better position to keep abreast with changing technologies. The tools carpenter, carpenters use the capitals of furniture makers, even if the basic, the, the, the basic function has not changed over the decades, but the tools themselves have, have changed. And for example, these days you have, uh, you have powered saws and stuff like that, powered screwdrivers and the rest of them, where they were not here maybe a century or some decades ago. So as the tools change, basically your own concern is, or your own aim is to, is to get something done to join two pieces of wood together or to cut some wood in some certain way or to smoothen out a lot of wood. So you don't necessarily care about the, the tools that will help you do that. So it might be one tool today, it might be another tool next decade. It might be one tool today, it might be some tool else tomorrow. Or it might be a variation of that tool. It might be a hand-driven or a hand-powered saw today. Tomorrow it might be an, a, a gas-powered saw. A mechanical saw, an electrical saw, it doesn't matter. So when you when you have the aim or the job as the focus, then you can better keep abreast because you're going to have to learn about any tool that helps you achieve your job. So the side effect of that is you're going to be keeping abreast with the best tool for your job at that particular point in time. That's my submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. You are not stuck with any tool. Uh, there is something, a question I think we could even keep in mind when selecting or picking a tool. Understanding how extensible or how flexible that tool is as regards to your use case and um, asking yourself what community is available around that, that, that particular tool because um, it's not just that your, the tool solves your problem does not just mean you should just jump on it if it's uh, so you don't get stuck in a technology where there is no support around it 
uh, and what licensing exists for that too, because definitely you're going to be working with budgets and if it's, uh, is the open source, is the, uh, do you have to pay licensing fee? Okay, does this licensing fee work for this particular project, for this project? I think these are also good considerations to have in mind when um, picking or selecting it tool. Yes, they are. A lot of the considerations to come from experience. For example, you as a non-carpenter, somebody who is not a carpenter, has no carpentry experience. I don't see a hammer as a hammer, but the experienced carpenter does not see a hammer as a hammer. And when he's choosing a hammer, he's not just choosing the hammer itself, but the, he's also making the choice as to the, the, as to the ecosystem surrounding that hammer. What do I mean? For some tools, what is the, what's the reputation of the manufacturer? What are the spare parts available for this tool? How long does it have a replaceable parts? How easy are those parts to come by and how cheap are they? If this thing gets bad, how, how, how can I, can it be repaired? If it's something that is repaired, repairable, how easy is it to repair? How easy is it to come by the spare parts and other, other such considerations? So most times when these professionals choose tools, you're not just choosing the tool, you're choosing the general ecosystem surrounding the tools. And so to in tech, when you're choosing a language, for example, you're not just choosing the language, you're choosing the libraries, the, the compendium of libraries surrounding the, the language, you're choosing the ecosystem, you're choosing the people that use the language, you're choosing a lot of things, the resources that are available for that language. The tool in itself, it's not just the tool, but the other concerns surrounding the tool. All those goes into choice of the tool. Like I said, some are the ones that, that, that will come to you immediately and others are based on experience and your particular need. For example, using the analogy of hammers too, a left-handed carpenter is going to have a different tool criteria than a right-handed carpenter for some, some, in some aspects. And that will influence, even if they both want a hammer, that is going to influence the different types of hammer they're going to choose and operations that will be important to them at that point. So it is with our, our technology tools. You're not just choosing the language or the design platform. You're also choosing the network of resources, both human resources, a la community. You're choosing resources in terms of learning resources and learning resources. You're choosing libraries. You're choosing documentation and a whole lot of things that might be important to you at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. Because nothing in technology stands alone on its own. Yeah, everything uh, it is inter interwoven in some kind of way. There is need for the community support. There is need for um, extensibility in when picking a tool. So it's important you know that. And... Uh, Staying stuck in a particular way of doing something can be a problem or it can be uh, a challenge when it comes to uh, selecting tools because there would always be a tool that would come up that would be better and provide more support and more um, flexibility to achieve the same goal you want to achieve. Don't be like the blockbuster uh, of technology. <laughs> if I use that example, like um. Uh, understanding that their times would change, technology would come, would evolve. So I, I think there's a quote called evolve or die, I think, something like that. 
Yeah, so not not being tied to a particular tool to the extent that you cannot, you don't have flexibility to, or you're not open-minded to new ways of doing something. Uh, you might say, I'm an old um, person in the industry. I've been in this industry for over 20 years. Uh, well, um, there was a time that, um, okay, Kodak, Kodak had this moment, um, Blockbuster who had its moment. So as technologists, as professionals in the technology ecosystem, it's a good thing that you are open-minded to new ways of doing things, to new tools that would come out that would be more efficient and will provide you more support to achieve the same goals you have as a creative. Okay. Okay. Um, boss, we'll definitely revisit this topic on that day and then delve more into it. Uh, closing words. So certain, uh, the closing words is basically from the get go, the focus should be on the task to be done, the job to be done, not the tools you use to do the job. So the tools are secondary to the job that is focused. So that should be your focus. <laughs> Yeah, the job to be done should be your focus, not just um, staying stuck on the tool. They are tools, that's what they are. They are not anything more than tools. They help you do something. They are not the end or be also keep that in mind and um, you'll be, we'll all be better for it. All right? Please do remember to subscribe on your favorite podcasting player uh, or visit thecreativesconicles.com forward slash subscribe. Select your favorite podcast player and click on the subscribe button. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. This helps other creatives discover the show on iTunes. You can also tell us, um, reach out to us and tell us what stands out in today's episode. Or tell us how you are um, applying technology agnosticism as um, in your own career. Tell us what you think about being technology agnostic. Send us an email at thecreativeschronicles.com. We are looking forward to hearing from you. And if you have questions, please also send them to us. We are looking forward to hearing from you. Remember to go out today and create awesomeness. If you found this episode valuable, share with a friend, share with someone. Go out today and create awesomeness for myself and um, the boss himself. See you next week. Have an amazing week. Thank you.